All right, good afternoon. Happy Easter, everybody. This is, I'm Alan Waddell. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Home. We're here at K Street Seafood Station uh, here in Hammond. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you may be. We're going to be here for the next hour, and we hope that uh, – we can see you out here for a show. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Uh, certainly a tough week this week for Southeastern Baseball. Uh, took on Southern Miss on Tuesday night. Dropped a close one as they led late in the game uh, over there in Hattiesburg. And then uh, got swept this weekend against UNO. And two of those games, a doubleheader on Thursday. Then due to some weather, didn't play on Friday. Then played a, a tight one Saturday, lost 3-2. to two, And we're certainly going to hear from Matt uh, coming up on that one. But good news is we have a big, long home stretch on deck here for Southeastern. We'll be back in action uh, here in Hammond tomorrow night against UL Lafayette. Uh, they come in ranked 28th in the country. They'll play here at 6 o'clock. And then this weekend, a big conference series against the State Cowboys. The team Southeastern knocked off in the championship series a, a year ago uh, to get to the uh, NCAA regionals as they won the Southland Conference Baseball Tournament. This time, we're going to welcome the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, uh, Coach Matt Reiser. And Matt, look, you know, no way to sugarcoat it. I know this wasn't a good week for your club. I, I can tell by kind of. Uh, your uh, your demeanor here today that it, when, if you stick around coaching long enough you're gonna have a have a, a week like this and and uh, it was it was a rough one. Yeah, you don't have many weeks like this. Uh, it's one of the most embarrassing weeks we've had for sure. You know, I, I, I liked where we were Tuesday or Wednesday whenever we were in Southern Miss and Hattiesburg. I thought we did a really good job coming out and competing and and doing what we need to do to get back on track. I also dropped it late and I just uh, I didn't think it took the win out of our cell, but obviously it did. The way we got started there on Thursday, which was Probably one of the most difficult days of my career to sit there and watch, but we did back-to-back. -back. Uh, very unfortunate. You know, the good thing is we, we did come back out on, on Sunday or Saturday to the game three and thought we competed well. You know, just didn't have a ball bounce our way. But, you know, when it's going like this, it's got to it's gotta bounce your way. you got to make it. you got to force it. It's not just going to happen for you. And that's what we kind of talked about there in the post game is, you know, this is a situation where we've been in before. <clears throat> we've had losing streaks before. Last week, and this losing streak's probably been the ugliest losing streak I've had since I've been here. I mean, I think in the six games, we've given up 61 runs and we've scored 13. Uh, get up double-digit runs four times now in uh, four of those six games and only scored more than two runs in one of those, I think, uh, of those six games. So, yeah, it, you know, it's not real pretty. You know, we got off the bus on Saturday, told the guys to enjoy their Easter, but I wanted them to think about it a little bit. Two weeks ago, we were one of the best teams in the country, and now, you know, sitting right now in the last two weeks and 14 days, we turned into one of the worst teams in the country. And what's changed? You know, what, where's, what's, what's been, you know, the difference? Obviously, we already had the injuries beforehand, and, uh, you know, Kinsler was obviously out this weekend, which didn't help the situation by any means. But, uh, you know, not a whole lot's changed from a personnel standpoint. You know, where's, where's our mindset and what is it? And this was the one thing we talked about coming into the season, you know, concern-wise was, you know, who was going to be the guys to step up and, and put us on their back uh, when we did get in a situation like this. And, and obviously that's still the question mark. You know, who's going to carry us to – to be, uh, to be able to, to overcome the situation we're in. Uh, you know, uh, again, you look at a guy like Brendan Struprich, you know, he's pitching over a 6 ERA as a Friday night guy. It's unacceptable. Uh, he knows that. I know that. We, we're all very well aware of it. So what do we do to change that? You know, we've got guys that we're having to lean on these situations that aren't performing as well uh, in the same scenario that, we, you know, we need them to, to do some things and carry us when we're in these situations. So you just – real simple, you know, in history, you look back to the years past that you've been in these situations and who you've leaned on and – uh, guys like, you know, last year, obviously Preston Faulkner, what he did to carry us and, you know, ignite some other guys around him. He ignited Shea Thomas around him. You know, obviously what Evan Keller did for us in those situations when we were going not very well, you know, what he did to pull us out of the dump and, uh, you know, what uh, Adam Guth was able to step up and do for us last year when we needed somebody to pull us out of the dump. And so we've had some of those guys step up in years past. You know, who are those guys going to be in, in the second half of the season to be able to take us out of this dump that we're in right now? Well, Matt, you know, you just kind of touched on uh, certainly what – 
you know, how, how different the season looks, you know, from two weeks ago uh, yep. until today. I mean, for, in your opinion, what happened? I mean, what, what's, what's happened uh, the last couple of weeks? I mean, this is not the baseball we're accustomed to here from watching your club. Yeah, adversity. Adversity is what happened. You know, we've been faced with adversity and, and how are we, we going to answer the bell and how are we going to respond to it. We haven't responded very well. You know, as as <laughs> two weeks ago we looked up and we didn't expect a six-game losing streak, you know, as easily we can look up and be, be on a six-game winning streak, right. you know, two weeks from now. And, and we can change that that quickly. It's not because we don't have the personnel to do it or the ability to do it or uh, anything from that nature. So that's that's the comforting part that you know. But, you know, the number one part uh, of this, Alan, is, is in any sport, uh, basketball, baseball, football, whatever you play, right, uh, it's the mentality. It's, it's, it's the makeup, and it's being able to overcome some difficult situations when you're not playing your best and, and not having things go your way and, and trying to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. And, uh, you know, it, it's easier said than done, but you literally got to go out to practice today and look at it as being an 0-0 season. Why, why can't you just hit the reset button and start over right in the middle of the season? You know, sometimes you wait to the end of the year to do that. And, like, man, I wish we'd done this midseason. I wish we'd done that. I don't want to be in a situation, you know, uh, eight weeks from now going, man, if we'd have done this, this, or that. Hey, man, I want to exhaust all options to be able to get to where we got to be, you know, to, to finish the season where, hey, man, yes, like last year, we did all this. We, we, we made all these adjustments. We made all these moves. We were able to restart ourselves mentality-wise to be able to, to go from, hey, man, not having a great year to also win a championship and being back in regionals. We can do the exact same thing, you know, but, again, it's easier said than done. Today's practice when we go out there, it's got to be an 0-0 mindset. I mean, again, very easily can we go out and sweep the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. We have the personnel to do it. We can start again on Wednesday night. The LFA's got a good club, but so do we. Uh, but it's being able to get that confidence back about what we're yeah. doing and some guys – Again, just taking the bull by the horns uh, and refusing to lose instead of playing not to lose. Yeah, you know, we have uh, certainly, in, 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 I think baseball more than any, probably any other sport, confidence is just such a big deal. You yeah, know, and no whenever doubt. you, you know, whenever your team is confident, uh, yeah. certainly there's a little different bounce in the step. And, uh, you know, we talked about this last week offensively. We, we've been struggling to put some runs up. Yeah, you know, I know this weekend, yeah. I know this weekend was kind of some of the same things. I know you really. Man, you play with the lineup a lot this weekend. I mean, yep. you play a bunch of different guys. And, uh, you know, at this point, it's just got to be, you know, nine got to kind of step up and, and be yep. the guys, you know. No, no doubt. And, and, look, here at the end of the day, it's not going to be from uh, failure. It's not going to be due from lack of effort with this group. I mean, that's that's always been our M.O. So we're going to put our best foot forward to continue to work. And, you know, I, you know I'm not going to say everything I said there on the bus on Saturday when we got off. But at some point in time, you know, you got to realize you got to keep it real simple. We can do swing mechanics and practice and yep. work on this and that. But, hey, man, you got to be the most competitive team and, and, and outwork everybody around you and, and take confidence in that work that you're putting in. So, uh, you know, again, I think that's what, you know, as a competitor or as a, as a winner, as a champion that you do, you're the most confident club on the team. And uh, that confidence is built through your work. You're the most competitive group that's built through your work. So, again, that's where we got to get back to this week in our two days. The good thing is we've got today and tomorrow to, to practice and get yeah. ready for Wednesday and then obviously the weekend with Manise. Yeah, and then, you know, I think we got nine in a row at home. So, uh, you know, we're, we're about to start a oh, long wow. yeah, a road did, trip. I mean, that, not road yeah. trip, a long uh, home stand here. Yep. So, certainly, uh, if there's going to be a bump in the road, this is a good time of the year to, uh, you know, to kind of get this thing flipped around because you're going to play nine straight here at Hammond. Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, obviously, you know, be able to get back here and, and, and you know, the thing about being at home is you have the ability to work. You have the, the facilities to work constantly and, and consistently to make sure you get this thing figured out. So you're not on a bus. That's you know. it. Yeah, I mean, moving around the bus and having to try to find a facility while you're on the road, you know, makes it a little difficult if you want to put some extra work in. Uh, you know, we've got different facilities off when we go on the road to practice. But, I mean, this is where it's got to amp up a little bit for us, amen, because, again, nobody's going to feel sorry for us or and nobody else is going to be able to pull us out besides ourselves. So, uh, I, again, just consume yourself with the work and the competitiveness level, and I think that'll – 
that'll put us on the other side of this thing in two weeks where we can have more positive conversations and, and, and you know, look like, hey, man, wow, you know, it was dark a couple of weeks ago, but now look at the light, look at where we put ourselves and what position we put ourselves in. And obviously that's the, the ultimate goal, to put ourselves in a good position to, to, you know, to bounce back from this thing. Yeah, you know, you look at the, the standing so far. Again, we're still really early in this thing, only three games out. So, you know, you got a lot of baseball to be played. A lot of the teams that we're chasing uh, are right there in front of us. We'll have an opportunity to play those guys yep. here down the stretch. So certainly can change this thing around really quickly. Uh, again, the schedule this week, Southeastern will play Tuesday night against ULF yet. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Wednesday. against McNeese right here in Hammond. So four home games on the slate this week. We need to come on out to the ballpark and let's get this thing turned around with our energy uh, inside the pat. we got a lot coming up for you. We're going to be here till 1 o'clock. Make sure you stay with us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Inside Southeastern Baseball here with head coach Matt Reiser. Uh, we're at K Street Seafood Station. I'm Alan Waddell. This is presented, as always, by Creighton Towns and Holmes. Uh, I want to make a correction. I said going into the last break that our game against ULF yet was Tuesday night. It's actually Wednesday night, so I apologize about that. 6 o'clock uh, Wednesday night against UL Lafayette here in Hammond. Southeastern had a tough week this past week. They opened up at Southern Miss uh, in Hattiesburg. Actually played really well for the majority of the game. Got away from a little bit there at the end. We'll, we'll talk about that one here uh, in just a moment. But, Matt, one thing, uh, I, we were kind of just chatting while we were uh, at commercial break. There was some exciting things going on over on campus. It looks like, uh, like some walls yeah. or some uh, – some framing up going uh, going right now on the on the new clubhouse down the down the left field line. Yeah, slab is down, and I saw them framing this morning. They're out there bright and early at, at six forty-five, getting after it. So, uh, you know, good to see, man. Just you know, again, we've talked about that clubhouse now for two decades, and now to see it actually, uh, you know, be being built and and starting to form some some slab and walls, that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's exciting to see, knowing that you know we'll be in there uh, sooner rather than later. So it's just uh, again, just the improvements we made to the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, the I they just poured some it. new uh, poured some new concrete to clean some yep. of that up. Yep. I know the ticket booth down there. It's, I think we're just waiting for some bricks to come yep. in, but uh, you know that's close as well. So hopefully some of those projects will be getting finished up. But a lot, a lot going on over there, and uh, that that ballpark has certainly transformed over the last few years. Oh my God, has it? You know, it's just it's uh, awesome to see alumni come back and. You know, some former guys that coach. I, I've seen uh, Johnny Brechtel out there the other day. He'd come by and just watch him practice and, you know, look around the ballpark. We talked about when he was there in the 90s and coaching, that kind of stuff, and just how much has changed just in those last two decades. And, you know, again, I think just of when I first got here, you know, 15, 16 years ago, the chain link fence we had going around the stadium. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot of awesome things going on and got to continue to evolve with the times because that's, you know, again, from a recruiting standpoint, it's an arms race, man. You know, we, we put the turf down six years ago, and not Everybody's got turf, right? We put the video board in, I think, seven years ago. Everybody's got a video That's board now. That's been seven years? Wow. It has, it, and it happens quickly. You know, just as you get to one project, you know, the, the project you did, you know, six, seven years before that, it outdates itself, and you're ready to do it again and, and redo it. So it's just uh, – but it's good to see, man, we've continued to stay uh, very creative in the way we've got some things done, and, and that ballpark continue to grow like it has. Well, Matt, let's talk about uh – about Tuesday night over there in Hattiesburg against Southern Miss, certainly a very good club, a uh, super regional team from a year ago. And uh, this was, you know, you look up uh, in the seventh inning, you feel like you're, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, you played well, you fell behind early, battled back, scored yep. six runs uh, there through the fifth and the seventh inning, had a 6-4 to four lead going into the eighth and got away from you. But, man, I thought overall – 
played really well, especially early on in this game against Southern Miss. Yeah, you know, I, I thought we shot ourselves in the foot the first three innings uh, with a few different plays, base running-wise. We got picked off twice at first, and then we didn't slide on a, on a bunt play at second, you know, and – uh, some of the freshman mistakes will happen sometimes. But, uh, you know, we, we've got to do do a better job. But I thought we didn't allow it to affect us. That was what the good thing I liked seeing is, you know, in all these games we really haven't done anything offensively. The first two innings have kind of dictated if we are if we aren't that day. And uh, we did a good job of not allowing that to really dictate our, our mentality for the day. You know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, we scored some runs and, and started to put some pressure on the defense. And uh, so that was good to see, you know, let's, you know, let's get in there. We got some big two-out knocks after we didn't get something done. Uh, you know, we picked each other up. It just looked more like our type of baseball offensively. You know, ran the base as well. And, uh, you know, after that, after the first three innings. So put ourselves in a good position to win it. You know, uh, again, the eighth inning comes down. Uh, look, it, it, it's always uh, a play here, a play there when you're playing tight games. And uh, we've talked about that multiple times throughout the season. There's five games in the season. You can change your season. There's five moments probably in that ball game that you can change the ball game, the outcome of it. And off the eighth inning, there was a couple of them. You know, uh, we miscommunicated on a, on a bunk coverage there. Where we didn't have a play at third base, you know, the communication process got better. We were aggressive to go after the lead guy there. Uh, but if we don't have the play, you know, we got to communicate and make sure, you know, at least we record an out. You know, we talk about that all the time in our bunk coverages is eliminate the big inning. You know, when in doubt, get the out. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do that. We get the line out. We feel like we get the punch out. You know, obviously, I, I talked to uh, to a friend after who saw the track, man, and it's a strike three. But uh, on, on the Rodriguez kid or – uh, Montenegro kid, there you go, Montenegro kid. Uh, you know, but it is what it is. You know, you got to make the next pitch. Not every call is going to go your way, and every bounce is going to go your way. It's overcoming that moment, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't do that. They get the base hit back up the middle, and then, you know, uh, again, just some things kind of, you know, didn't manifest the way we wanted to. It becomes a big inning. I think we end up giving six runs in the inning, yeah. and we talk about it all the time, man. How valuable each and every single run is. If you're up by three or four, or even six or seven, and man, continue to tack on. Uh, even if you're down by two or three, hey man, continue to eliminate the situations. Give yourself a shot. Uh, where you know, hey man, maybe one swing of the bat, you know, allows you to, to tie the ball game up there in the ninth inning. So, uh, you know, we've we've got to do a better job of eliminating those big innings. So obviously, that's been the story in our losses, and and we haven't had successes. Uh, we've definitely allowed some big innings this year, which is well, uh, you well, know that was going to kind of lead me to the next question, Matt. You know, I mean, that's if you look through this week, you know, you look at it's really about four or five bad innings. Yeah. I mean, you know that that you know how do you keep those from from ballooning? You know, I mean, you, there's going to be innings yep. that, that you have tough, but you know, you don't give up five or six, you yep. give up give up two. You know yep. what I'm saying? And, and I know that's that's something that's certainly got to be corrected. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you got to make the routine plays, you know, and, and I think that's a big part of baseball. You got to throw strikes. I mean, that's again, you got to simplify things when things are are getting in this situation where you're not having success and, and, and consistently not having success in the last two weeks, you know, like this, uh, you just got to clean up the, the, the baseball play. You go back to fundamentals. You got to be able to pitch it, which is throw strikes. You got to be able to catch it, which is make the routine plays. Uh, and you got to be able to, you know, uh, again, hit it, you know, and have some big hits. Not, it's not getting hits. It's when you're getting hits with guys in scoring position, that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, again, for us, we've, if we want to eliminate the big innings, you got to make the routine plays and, uh, force them to beat you. And obviously, you know, we haven't done that. I thought, you know, this past weekend on that Thursday doubleheader, you know, they got in there and they were ready to hit. Uh, we we complicated that in some moments. Uh, and, and obviously it led to big innings. We'll talk about those games more in depth here in a second. And I'll lose what I'm getting to. But, uh, again, just when you get in these situations, you know, just play clean, good, clean baseball. We're not asking you to make the superstar play up the middle or make incredible pitches. We're just telling you, hey, man, fill the zone up and, and make the routine plays. And more than likely you're going to eliminate the big innings. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, in this matchup uh, in the midweek against Southern Miss, you threw a bunch of guys. I know that this was supposed to be if the weather would have played right. You were going to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so you are going to start a conference game on Thursday night. Did that go into that decision, or is this what we're going to see out of you, uh, you know, kind of the rest of the year in the midweek? Do you want to throw a bunch of guys like this? I mean, look, with it, one, no. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different arms. No. It'd be nice to run out an arm and go out there six innings clean, you know, but uh, we're just not in that situation right now, so – you know, obviously with Kinsler being out this past weekend, we, we took that into account on Tuesday. We named Hosack the starter, but I obviously knew, you know, we had a, a, a good feeling of where we were going to go for the weekend. Uh, get him out there, start, get off to a good clean start against Southern Miss, and obviously, you know, more than likely start him on the weekend against UNO with Kinsler being out. That was kind of the next step we were going to. Obviously with Jay Long being out, same situation. So, um, you know, uh, that's not what I want to go to, but that might be where we have to be, especially until we can get Kemsler back in the weekend rotation. Well, you know, you, you just bring the, those guys. I mean, any updates on those guys? I mean. Uh, yeah, no, Kemsler's doing well. Uh, got a quarter zone shot last week in that shoulder. You know, again, all the strength is, is good. So we expect to have him back by the end of the year. Dealing some tendonitis? Or yeah, it? it's the old impingement, right, shoulder impingement. Uh, you could see it in the velocity. was down the last couple outings and uh, just, you know, you could see it in, in, the, in the way the mechanics were working, where his shoulder slot was getting, or arm slot was getting. So, yeah, it's 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 doing well right now, obviously, but he just got a, you know, quarter zone shot there on, I guess that was Wednesday, uh, you know, before we played against UNO, and hope to have him back. You know, again, we got the bye weekend coming up next week. That'll be nice to continue to rest, and we'll see where he's at this week. I, I highly doubt he's back in the rotation this week, but you never know how to respond to some of that stuff, you know. Uh, again, you know, he's going to if he can go at all, he's going to tell you he can go. You know, again, we'll have to be be good in our management part of it to where, uh, you know, we don't, you know, again, put him in a situation we set him back. So, uh, and then, you know, Jay Long, we're still uh, – the prognosis uh, is still that forearm strain, you know, still trying to work through that as well. And uh, hopefully get him back here in a couple of weeks as well. The thoracic outlet came back negative four, so uh, should be able to get back. Hopefully that, that pronator a little bit fixed up. And, and again, if we can just get to the bye weekend, man, this is this is an important week for us. You know, you get in there and you get yeah. after it. And these next five games, you get to the bye weekend. Uh, you get a few guys healthy and uh, get a little few of those reinforcements in there to be able to make a stretch. You know, run down the stretch. You know, here you know it's end. funny. It's funny how it plays out. You know, but you know, I know that earlier in the year you're kind of frustrated with having that bye weekend. Yeah. And yeah. and and you know the way some of these injuries have kind of stacked up on you yeah. maybe a good thing you know yeah, that, no if doubt. you can get to that point if you can get yeah. a little streak here win a few games yeah. you know and get to that bye week and kind of kind of reset a little bit yeah no doubt well and again i, I don't want to lump to the bye weekend no I, no I, not I, absolutely i, I, I want right. to sprint to the bye weekend and i think that's where you know our mentality's got to change a little bit in this and i thought again you know, the tuesday night game against southern miss i thought we came out with the right mentality to be able to do that also, we didn't finish the game because of the big inning. You know, we got to be able to finish that sucker and, and get us feeling good about the weekend. The weekend, again, I mean, didn't plan on a doubleheader on Thursday, but, hey, man, it's what it is. So, Hosack, you got to start Tuesday in and Thursday, you know, back-to-back days. And I go, you know, went one in on Tuesday. But, uh, you know, sometimes it makes a difference, you know, when those guys got to start twice to warm up everything else. But uh, at the end of the day, man, you got to go out there and perform. And, and so, you know, the good thing is for me, it was kind of a small reset uh, with having Easter yesterday, giving yeah. those guys about 48 hours to kind of, you know, hit the reset button in their head and, and body-wise the whole nine yards and, and be able to get back out there for this week. And, uh, you know, I think we got home at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock the other day uh, from New Orleans, and we'll go back out today at 2.15. So almost 48 hours to kind of reset some things. Matt, you talked about, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, offensively it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle. But, but against other Miss, you know, they, they ran some good arms out of that bullpen. You had yeah. 11 hits, had six yeah. runs. I mean, yep. had, a, had a big home run in there by TJ. I yep. mean, l- looked like uh, swung the bat 
pretty well over in Hattiesburg on Tuesday night. Yeah, we did. We did. And we, and we came up with some big hits. You know, uh, obviously TJ's home run, but I think of Finky's hit after we, I think we had a strikeout with a guy at third base. And, uh, you know, th- it looked, again, a little bit more like our offense. Uh, you know, just as far as what our makeup or mentality was, stepping in the box, what we were doing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was trending the right way, you know, to what we wanted to do offensively. Well, let's touch a little bit on Thursday because, you know, the weather came through in here, and certainly we're not going to harp on this. And I know this is one you want to forget about, and certainly uh, it was a, it was a tough game, a tough couple of – not couple, a long Thursday because of the doubleheader. First of all, was the, it was the weather. Obviously, y'all moved up to play two on Thursday. When was that decision made? And, and then, uh, you know, what was the, the thought process behind that? Yeah, we made a decision Wednesday after practice. I mean, obviously, Blake was fantastic in the conversation and communication with us, uh, you know, again, Mother Nature's Mother Nature. She's undefeated. I'd have a lifetime contract if I had her her record right. Um, you know, it was a situation where that forecast, in all honesty, we originally looked at the forecast. We didn't know if we were going to get one in. You know, and I'll see after the weekend, hindsight, if you looked at it, if we kept all the game times the exact same time, we would have been able to play 6.30 on Thursday, 6.30 on Friday, and 2 o'clock on Saturday when it had great weather and been dry. But uh, that's just not the forecast that we were getting. You know, we were seeing rain all day on Friday and Saturday, maybe late, maybe get Saturday's game three in so uh you know as professionals you've got to do what's what's best to get all those games in the the last thing you want to be is sit on the outside with a half game because you know you didn't do everything in your due diligence to make sure you got all three games in so you know we did that both teams were in very similar situations Kinsler was out for us LeBlanc was out for them uh both of them had the exact same thing the shoulder impingement had quarter zone shots so uh you know we were we were in similar situations we threw some more of our guys on Tuesday against Southern Miss they didn't have to throw anybody against Jackson State I think they won 21 to 6 on on Tuesday Tuesday, but uh, very similar situations with what we were going to do. And at the end of the day, man, we knew it was going to be be a day that, hey, man, offense got to go out there and, and do some things. We need to stoop to get us off to the right start. And we didn't do that there on Thursday and, and, and kind of piss behind the eight ball. And you talk about sometimes, you know, how the schedule just kind of falls. And, and yeah. you just mentioned it. You know, they put up 21 runs against Jackson yep. State in the midweek. Yep. Uh, you know, we the way that game ended against Southern Miss was a little deflating. You know, we had the, we yeah. had the lead there late, got away from us. And, and really, they got off to a really fast start on yep. Thursday. They scored six in the first. I mean, you talked about Stupridge earlier. I mean, he's got to be better than he's been, uh, yeah. you know, if we're going to finish this thing out the way you want to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's tough when you give up six in the first inning, you know, to, to really battle back. Now, we've done – I can think back to the, the conference tournament a few years ago, uh, you know, where yeah, we fall behind. You, we, yeah. we can do yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, just yeah. after that – after what happened against Southern Miss and then and right. then you go out and you give up six, I mean, that's, that's sometimes that's tough to, tough to respond from. Well, and that's what we're talking about. You know, if we have the lackluster there on, on Tuesday, be able to finish off the game on the bullpen, then you got to get a good start out of your guy there on, on Thursday in game one, especially knowing that game two you're probably going to throw a guy who traditionally hasn't been in the weekend rotation. So – uh, you know, yeah, Stupert knows. I mean, you know, he, he's he, he's very well aware of what's going on. He sees it. He's not, uh, you know, shying away from it or anything from that standpoint. He's taking accountability for it, but he's got to be better. He knows he's got to be better. And we've just got to work to get back to, you know, what Stupert was, you know, uh, for us. And those what's guys the biggest up. difference? What, what are you seeing right now, Matt? You know, uh, we were worried a little bit about the look, you know, there for a little while. Uh, you know, uh, and, again, I thought he's had some more of that look in his eye. Uh, here's of late. Uh, I'll see, you know, again, look, you know, we know what they are. That wind blows out there, buddy, that's a that's a small ballpark, and that is a confident team when they step in the box. That wind blows in. It's and they're good at home. Lead. They've been really good at home they this have. year. That's they one have. thing I want to throw they out there, too. Because they know what they can do. They know their capabilities. They know what their game is, and it plays to their favor. Uh, and when it plays their favor, extra-base hits like that, that's where you can score a lot of runs and score runs quickly. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing, I think, for Stoop is, is you know, he's got to get back confident to what he is and who he is and, uh, again, hey, man, that's great. The wind's blowing out, and they're confident stepping in the box. But, 
my God, you got to be confident what you're doing too. And it makes some pitches, you know. Uh, if he makes some pitches, he'll get the contact that he needs or the swing and miss that he needs. He's just, you know, the slider wasn't there for him on on Saturday, on Thursday, and, and really never got it going. And then you know we're throwing fastballs over the middle part of the plate that that team can hit when the wind's blowing out. So you know, got to be better from that standpoint. And obviously, we'll look this week to get him back to to you know, the form we're used to. You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago in the Auburn series on, on that, on the, the doubleheader. You know, we, we played so well in game one, you beat yeah, them, yeah. and you kind of rolled that into game two. No doubt. And, you know, I, this is one of those where after that game one, you really, it would have been nice to be able to say, all right, time out, let's come back tomorrow. Yeah. But since you had to roll right back out there and play a game two, uh, and they just kind of kept going at it. I know that you, the pitching situation was up in the air with Kinsler being at. You decided to go with Aaron Hozak. And then uh, game two, just it, it was ugly. I mean, they scored five in the first, ten in the second. I mean, probably uh, probably about as lopsided of a game as we've had in a long time uh, against UNO. And, and just it was a tough one. And, again, it kind of just rolled into game two after, after that tough one in game one. Yeah, we won't be around the bush. Uh, Thursday was probably the most embarrassing day of my career as a coach and, and, and even as a player. I mean, we got outscored 32-2. to two And, you know, if you get beat, you get beat. But the way we were getting beat and what we were doing to get beat uh, just obviously was extremely disappointing and embarrassing to – to, to our, our program and the alumni and, you know, our fan base and to themselves, in all honesty. You know, uh, again, we've got to be better. And, uh, that's what we kind of talked about in, after game one. Hey, man, we got to hit the reset button. Um, you know, and, and we talked about some of these guys that got to step up. Shea Thomas has got to step up for us. And, you know, we look at them from an offensive standpoint. But, uh, you know, it makes the error there to end game one. Hey, man, just reset it. Hey, it is what it is. I don't know. None of us like it. Uh, but let it be what it, what it was and let's move on. And then the first play of the game two – uh, sits back on a guy with a green runner, waits his time, pats it, throws it over first base. I think he's out at first base, right? But we don't have no replay there uh, at UNO, and, and they call him safe. And, again, we just, we've just we got to be better in that situation. We've, we've got to have a little more awareness and focus of what we're trying to do and knowing we've got to get off to a good start. And then, of course, after that play happens, you know, now that just energizes that dugout, they they dig in and, you know, they get a few knocks here and there. And next thing you know, they've scored five runs on Aaron Hosack again in the first inning. But then it goes back to the next inning. You know, we, we had bases loaded situation and uh, nobody out, and we've got a chance to, to get some runs. We only scratched one. Curry, you know, laced the ball to center field there. If it hits the gap, yeah, we scored three runs, but it didn't. You know, it was right at the center fielder, and we get one run. So we need somebody else to step up and give us another at bat in that situation and, and kind of keep that thing going. Uh, they get out of a base loaded situation with nobody out with only one run being scored. Then we get the ground ball on the backside. They have the double play ball that they hit, uh, one out, bases loaded, and, and, and we, we throw it in the, in the crapper, right? Uh, they score two runs, makes it 7-1, to one, and all of a sudden they score eight runs with two outs. That just, it's things yeah, that can't happen. Can't happen. That's, that, is, that is the mental weakness part that we're talking about, that we're, we're not moving on. We're just kind of going with the situation. Uh, if, if it's going well, then we'll all go well. If it's not going well, then we'll all just kind of mail it in type of deal. And that's where we've just got to be better pitch to pitch, and that's why we consistently talk about it. Uh, I mean, just say something positive every pitch, you know, and, and the energy that we're not getting from the from the defensive side of some things, you know, the energy we're not setting the tone on the mound uh, it has been disappointing in this little six-game losing streak that we've been in. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll have more right here. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes. We're here at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes. We're here at K Street Seafood Station here in Hammond. I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Lions will be back in the ballpark this weekend right here in Hammond. Four games, uh, Wednesday night against ULF at 6 o'clock, then Friday and Saturday against McNeese, and then 1 o'clock 
on Sunday against McNeese as well as the Cowboys come to town. Southeastern a tough one this weekend as they went down to UNO and uh, played two on Thursday and then got rained out on Friday and then came back and played on Saturday. And Matt, I know as a competitor, uh, you know, if you have a, a day like you did on Thursday, sometimes you know you want to get right back out there and play, but yeah. maybe not a bad thing to have that day off in between and then play on Saturday. But I guess talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I wanted back out there on Friday and I think our guys did too. Really? And, you know, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't when you have an embarrassing moment like that as a competitor, you cannot wait to get back out there and redeem yourself. And, and I felt like our guys were in the same mindset. You know, Thursday after the game, we, we had a little team meeting. Uh, obviously, I expressed myself in many different ways of, of how upset I was with the way we performed. Um, and it's got to change. And, and so, obviously, Friday, uh, there's a lot of things up in the air weather-wise, right? But at the end of the day, you know, Coach Dean and I talked and spoke and uh, you know, again, for us, what we were seeing forecast-wise, the best thing to do was try to get down there and go play that game. And we had all intentions, literally, until right at 1230 of going and getting that thing started. And uh, next thing you know, you know, had a pop-up storm with lightning in it. Uh, then, of course, then the rain came at, you know, 1, 1 o'clock, 1.15. And, uh, you know, we didn't, have, we didn't have the – So, hold on. Back up a second. So y'all went down there. Friday? We went down. Yeah, we went down on Friday. Took BP. Um, you know, we were in the cages because of all the rain that was kind of in the area. They kept the tarp on, but we had not gotten any of the rain that they had kind of predicted. So, uh, you know, we were ready to rock and roll. And and uh, again, 30 minutes before first pitch, you know, the lightning came up and we got in a lightning delay, so we had to go on the bus and we sat there till probably 1:30, 1:45, and you know, it just didn't look like it was going anywhere for a couple hours. So. Uh, you know, we looked at the window we had. We felt pretty good about Saturday evening after all that rain had pushed through. Again, they were still forecasting for like, I don't know, two or three inches of rain. So, you know, we decided to, to make that call to bang it. We got back to Hammond. Of course, they had had rain here, but uh, sun was shining by the time we got back to Hammond at, you know, 3.30. And, and uh, again, <laughs> if it's 6.30, first pitch, you know, we, we felt like we could have played. But, again, just mother nature, you, you can only go what, what the meteorologists tell you, right? Um, Boy, that, wouldn't that be a job, be a meteorologist? Uh, I mean, it changes every five minutes, and it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, we went back and, and uh, got back here and, you know, we got ready for, for Saturday to go finish off that series. Well, then you play on Saturday, and, and you know, Thursday was such an anomaly with the scores. I mean, they, that's just not – we don't see those. And, uh, you know, this was a really tight one on Saturday, and, and I think maybe one of the – I don't want to say that the, the worst part about what's happened this year so far is that Andrew Landry is 2-5 and five because he has yeah. pitched really well, really Matt. I mean, I mean, he was good again. I mean, this is a team that, you know, just call like it is. We couldn't get him out on Thursday. Yep. And then he you know he gave us seven innings, six hits, only gave up three earned runs, uh, and two of those were late. Yep. Uh, but, but talk about Andrew Landry and his performance in this one and kind of giving you the start that you needed. Uh, to give you a chance to win uh, there on Saturday. Yeah, you know, we, we got out the gate offensively, too. You know, it, we, we saw a double-double, boom-boom. We got one run in, and uh, then we get a base hit to right field. We get first and third, nobody out. You know, we had a pop-up to right field, and we tried to, you know, tag the guy at third base. And, uh, again, when it's going like this, it's just kind of the way it's going. That, you know, you don't get the call go your way, and the guy drops the ball. We touch the plate. He, he says we never touch the plate. They tag him. He's out. And then I'm trying to argue about the obstruction. And literally the definition of obstruction is if you have to have the possession of the ball or the, or the process of catching the ball. Uh, the catcher wanted to go catch it out front of the plate, missed the ball, tried to come back, blocked the plate without the ball. We slide in, ball still on the ground, and, uh, you know, he's obstructing the plate, and, you know, we get called out there. So I uh, felt like that took a little bit of wind out of our cell. But, you know, uh, again, you know, they kind of find a hold, leadoff guy, boom, 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 and they scored one. And that's where they were They were resilient in what they did. They, they scored every time we scored. 
uh, and that's what we're talking about. That that's you know nobody's going to give it to you. You got to you got to go out and take it. And so uh, you know we had five hits in the first seven hitters of the game, and then we finished the game with, with seven hits the entire rest of the game. So uh, just, you know, again, got to continue to add to that thing. We do get the big two-out knock, right? Rhett Rosevere gets a hit uh, up the middle there with, with two outs, and, and also we take the lead again. And then they get the two-out knock, you know, the two-earn triple down the line to make it 3-2. Yeah. And uh, then we get a shot in the ninth. You know, we, we got two guys in scoring position where we want it. Uh, there's some things we mis-executed there that, you know, go unseen. But if we execute what we need to, base runner-wise, the six holes open and the ball at Cook hits is in the three in the six hole. And we, we tied that thing up 3-3. Three, three. So, uh, again, we're not doing anything to help ourselves. And, and that's kind of what we had the conversation after. If, if we had won five in a row going into that game, uh, we are we are doing what we're supposed to from an aggressive standpoint, mindset, uh, knowing what what we are and what we have to do, and because uh, there's no fear, right? There, I mean, this, right. This, right now where it's Tentative. at, yeah, we're very timid in what we're trying to do uh, with our swings, and very timid what we're trying to do with our pitches, and very timid what we're doing offensively and uh, defensively, and run the bases. We're, we're being timid because now it's it's the point to where we you know obviously we're not having success, and this is where you've got to be more convicted now than ever in what we do do, right? Because that's the only way you're going to get back to, to what you do well and, and, and winning games is, is to be what your identity is. And that's why we constantly talk about our identity and who we are. And, and regardless of the situation of what happens, uh, we got to continue to be that, you know? And so, because uh, if we consistently do that, then whether it goes our way or it doesn't go our way, we'll be more consistent in our play and, and have more success in what the result we want. Yeah, absolutely. Lions drop a tough one, uh, three to two to UNO. Uh, there on Saturday, and uh, you know, just a couple of plays here or there, especially in a tight one like that in a one-run yeah. game. Uh, but again, Andrew Landry was good, seven innings. Uh, Lance Love came in again. He uh, one-inning pitch. He was he was great again as well. He's been good out of that bullpen uh, for majority of this season. But uh, you know, Landry is, is pitching like a like a Friday night guy, right? yeah. you know, and, and just on Sunday, and and we just haven't been able to take advantage of that. And hopefully, we can flip that around and, and do better here the back half of the season. Yeah, no doubt. Well, th some things are going to shake down with the rotation for sure. I mean, we we can't continue to do what we're doing and, and think that uh, you know we're going to have success. We we got some guys that need to be challenged and need to answer the bell. So we'll we'll switch some things up with the rotation little bit uh, obviously it switched this past weekend with Kendra being out uh, again I, I would I would assume that he's gonna probably be out again this week we'll we'll see where he's at after today and tomorrow and then just kind of reassess some things but uh, yeah the rotation is gonna end up looking a little bit different I mean when guys are having success they're gonna get more opportunities and uh, when guys aren't they're gonna you know limit those opportunities we need some other guys to get in there and, and have that success so uh, again we're, we're kind of playing through some things and some scenarios with the midweek game there on Wednesday uh, you know and obviously this weekend of, of what we're gonna do with McNeese so, but the rotation will, will definitely get mixed up a little bit this weekend. What's that look like? How's it look like? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, we'll continue to communicate and continue to, to kind of evaluate what, you know, obviously we know what Lafayette does, but what McNeese does as well. I have a good idea, but how we want to attack those guys and, you know, obviously we want to have a little bit more success. Matt, I want to talk about a young player, uh, you know, this week in the four games. Dane Watts did have um, – he had four hits, four for 11. Yep. Had a couple of stolen bases, had three walks. Uh, he's a young player that's really got forced in the action with some with some injuries in the outfield. Yep. Uh, how do you feel like he's played so well? I mean, I mean, I know that – I mean, so far, so far – I know that even at one point this, this weekend you had him hitting in the leadoff spot. So, you're yep. mixing some things up a little bit. But, uh, again, four for 11, three walks, a couple of stolen bases. I mean, pretty productive for the young player. Yeah, you know, and, and again, he's a true freshman. Uh, uh, from his standpoint, that you know, uh, 
again, he's he's a fearless player. That's why he's in the lineup. You know, he's not in the lineup because he's the biggest or the fastest in the world. Uh, he's in the lineup because you know he's a competitor, and so we need him to to continue to do that, continue to stay aggressive, and remind himself of what his identity is. He's had some freshman moments this week. You know, you look at again batting average and numbers. There's some things you know that he's got to do better on the bases and that yep. he's had those freshman moments. But that's where those other older guys need to surround him a little bit better, and 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 hopefully uh, they keep him in that mindset and that mentality to be aggressive regardless of where we're kind of at as a team and as a club uh, yep. because, again, that's our identity. That's who we are and what we are. But uh, he definitely doesn't shy away from the, the competition. He's always been a fearless competitor, and he'll continue to do that. He'll continue to grow from, you know, the experiences he's getting now. I know that you, you talked about Shea, uh, you know, and made a couple of, you know, mistakes there defensively. Yep. Offensively, you know, how, how do you feel? I mean, this is about the time last year that he kind of kicked it up a notch. Yeah. You know, when the weather really started getting warmer. Yep. Uh, do, do you expect that same type of, you know, back end from him? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's exactly what we expect out of him. I expect out of Finky and Artigues yeah. and Rosevere and all those guys that are kind of mainstays in the lineup, you know, that, uh, hey, man, we, we expect you to kick it up a notch. You know, it's it's tax season and, and, and it's time to pay the taxes. So, uh, you know, we got to do a good job of, of – of understanding that, of knowing that, in the same sense, not trying to do too much, you know. I mean, if, if they're not going to give you something to do do the situation with, right, they're not going to be a good pitch to hit, then, hey, man, pass along to the next guy. I trust that guy to be able to do it too. But uh, it's just the consistency of that mentality that this is not okay, what we're doing. This is not acceptable of, of, of play that we're having, and that's what we really need out of those leaders. And that's where, you know, guys like, uh, again, Keller and Faulkner and even Welch last year, uh, those guys just did such a tremendous job of, of coming every day to compete, coming every day to work, uh, knowing that what we were you know, producing from a result standpoint, regardless of the situation we're in, wasn't acceptable. And so that's the same thing that this group has got to do. Our, our leadership's got to take over here and, and understand that same thing. So guys like Dane Watts are, yeah. are an, a, an accessory, right, uh, to our success and not having to rely on him to be our success. I know you really like McGuire Turner as well. I, I, I didn't yep. want to go through this show and not mention he did hit his first career home run this yep. weekend. Uh, I know he's a guy that, that you really like and, and – uh, expect to be a good player here at Southeastern. And, and he's played a lot here, late, especially lately. Yeah, you know, again, we're just trying to mix in that outfield position, you know, with those injuries that, you know, some of these guys will get some opportunities. And, again, those guys, I mean, the true freshmen, and not saying that a true freshman can't, can't uh, you know, have success for you. They definitely can, right, but they can't be the one to carry you. You know, they haven't been in the situation to have to carry an entire team, uh, and especially in a situation where in mid-year. You know, if they get off the great starts and with everyday starter to start out the year, that's one thing. To come in mid-year and start to start this thing, those guys cannot be the guys we're constantly, uh, consistently relying on. We just need them to be an accessory to what we're building and what we're doing. So they need to continue to grow, continue to do what they're doing, uh, have some moments of that success, uh, but we need our, our mainstays to go in there and, and raise their game from their standpoint as well all right there you have it let's take a break when we come back we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up we're going to take a look at our schedule for this week again lions are about to go on a nine game home streak that'll start uh wednesday night against ulf at six o'clock first pitch against the cajuns and then this weekend against the mcneese state cowboys uh, as they come here to town let's take a break when we come back we'll have more right here on inside southeastern baseball with head coach matt riser presented by Creton towns at home here where it's uh where it hits k street seafood station on the southeastern sports radio network All right, welcome back. Just a few minutes left to go here on our program. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Riser. 
Uh, presented by Cretan Towns and Homes. We're here at K Street Seafood Station. Um, I got a little hamburger steak here in front of me. Matt had him sushi, uh, had him some sushi. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, Damon's got something back there. Some sushi. Some kind of I don't know something else. He's there. got a little everything. He's got a, he's got a little smorgasbord <laughs> behind us as he's running the board for us here. Uh, Southeastern looking to turn the page this weekend. I'm uh, um, this week as they're going to start a nine game home streak uh, here at Hammond. Home nine game home standing kind of been like that this year, Matt. It's been like long road trips, right. long home stands. But hey, uh, this is a great time to, to to have nine in a row here at home after this week. And it's going to start Wednesday against UL Lafayette. Uh, they're up to number twenty eight in the country. This is a team that we battled uh, down there in Lafayette. Really had a chance to win yep, that game. We did uh, and expect to play well here against uh, against those guys on Wednesday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, just did not really produce offensively there at their at their place and uh you know had our chances to do some things and just just could not get the big hit you know uh no, we pitched it, really well we, that we night. did we did we, we we pitched out of some situations which was yeah. really good to see you know so um I, again you know we kind of started out the season uh hot offensively pitching just okay uh then we started to pitch a little bit then the offense has gone a kind of way and then obviously this past week it was just a wonder on both sides of it so you know uh, again instead of we need to be on the same page, just on the opposite end of yeah. it, right? Need the offense to start going and to start pitching both of those things t- together. And it's funny how they kind of go hand in hand sometimes, you know. I mean, you get out there, you score a few runs, you, you know, you allow the, the pitcher to go out there and, and, and throw some strikes and kind of fill the zone up and uh, kind of get the flow of the game going and, and vice versa. You know, you throw some zeros and all of a sudden the offense gets in the game and they, they throw their big punch in the middle part of the end. And so they really need to, to kind of feed off of each other a little bit better than what they obviously have. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty evident last last week in the six-game losing streak that we've been in but uh you know it'll be a good day on wednesday to be able to do that again anytime we need a good challenge i think uh i think of lafayette that was the one team you know Degs and i've talked over the years if we could just play you know 56 games against each other it'd be phenomenal you know just very similar style of what we do and how they compete and how how aggressive we are just make us better and ready for postseason play so uh again in a situation where we've got these guys back at home and we got a chance to uh to kind of get this ship righted uh and, and get going in the right direction again yeah, absolutely. As, again, UL Lafayette will come in here Wednesday night, first pitch. And, again, I, I know you, you've kind of alluded a few times on this show, uh, you know, we're going to see some mix-ups as far yeah. as uh, it, with the rotation. And, you know, are we going to see on, on Wednesday night, are we going to see a bunch of different guys like we saw this past week in Southern Miss? Are you going to try to roll somebody out there and go five or six in it? I mean, what, what's the thought process right now? Because I know, uh, again, you've alluded to it that maybe some changes coming on the weekend rotation as well. So, yep. so things can look a little bit different for your club this week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously when you have, have an injury or two uh, in the situation we're in, and, and then obviously and those guys that are healthy aren't pitching well as well, uh, it puts you in a predicament that, hey, man, you gotta got to get creative in some things that you do. You know, it would be nice to go right the same start nine every day and yeah. be able to rock and roll with it with the same rotation every day. But, you know, who, who likes that? It's just bored, I guess. You know, so let's go and get creative in what we got to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, again, yeah, Wednesday we're not 100% sure where we're at. Having the extra day is going to give us a little bit more time to kind of assess the situation, obviously, with Kinsler and kind of move forward with the direction of what we want to go. So we're we're not ready to announce a starter and, and see what we want to do, uh, you know, and, and, again, start to look at this weekend and, and kind of how we match up well there and what we got to do uh, against McNeese coming in. So, yes, yeah, so, so no nothing set in stone. Uh, I, I would, again, expect some other guys that haven't got as many opportunities as some others to get in there and, and get those opportunities, uh, you know, as we kind of move forward to, to those guys. They've had success in some of the roles that they've been in. So uh, we'll, we'll grow those roles for 
those guys to be able to, you know, continue to do what they've kind of done so far and build on. And, uh, again, you know, offensively we'll we'll do what we got to do to be better. I mean, we've got all the pieces to do what we got to do. Does it look different lineup-wise in the nine? Yeah, absolutely. But that same lineup went out there and had no problem putting up 16 against, you know, Auburn and, uh, you know, scoring 10 on Friday night against Corpus and Incarnate Word, who uh, who's now in first place. They went down and took two out of three from Nichols this past weekend. So, yeah. uh, again, we're in a situation. We have the offense and personnel to do it. You know, it's just a matter of obviously executing what we've got to do. Uh, be nice to see Jake Killingsworth back healthy. You know, we saw him in the lineup a little bit yeah. this past weekend. Like the dude's a competitor. I mean, he's going to do what it, <laughs> what it takes to be in there. And uh, he kind of came to me between the games. You know, again, he doesn't like losing – as much as I do, uh, you know, we, we both hate to lose. So whatever we got to do to, to, to win and, and have success is, is kind of what we got to go after. But he came to me in between the doubleheader and said, Coach, if you're keeping me up because of my wrist right now, I won't tell you the word he said, but let's, we got to ride. You know, we got to roll. Uh, you put me in the lineup, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. So, uh, you know, again, that's that's the type of young man he is. You know, again, I got to continue to understand what he is and protect him from himself. But, you know, watching him take BP and hopefully that the thing is definitely getting better, uh, getting a little more consistent what he's doing there. But we all know the, the – the ability he has to hit yeah. and the, uh, the the ability to hit for power that he has to hit. Uh, but I think it's kind of knowing the limitations right now and not being too hard-headed in what we got to do to get in there and get him back healthy. Because, obviously, if you got that guy in the lineup and back healthy doing what he's doing, uh, he is a he's a huge threat there in the middle of the order for you to be able to start putting up some of these you know double-digit runs again. Well, Matt, you got McNeese coming in here this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, 6 o'clock pitches, uh, first pitches, and then 1 o'clock on Sunday. And certainly I don't know if anybody, you know, that – that follows the Southland Conference, you know, picked these two clubs to be where we're at in the standings. Because yeah. this is the two teams that were picked to win the league, yep. uh, yourself, and then obviously the Cowboys, this is who played for the conference championship game a year ago where you beat those guys over there in Lake Charles to get back to the NCAA Regional. You're three and six, they're four and five. Uh, you know, they they just took two out of three from Corpus, uh, but yep. they had a rough weekend against Houston Christian a couple weeks ago. Uh, one thing about those guys, uh, they do have Grant Rogers going to pitch on Friday night, who's been really good. I mean, he's 8 no, I think he's leading the nation in wins. Yep. Uh, so that's certainly a challenge on Friday. Um, they got Peyton Harden, who's returning from – he was player of the year, or, uh, quotes on quotes player of the year a year ago. Uh, but uh, – Certainly a tough challenge coming in here, and both teams are, are really hungry because, again, this is really kind of an opportunity to get right back into the race for both teams. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, th- yeah, this will be a good weekend, man. Both teams are obviously extremely competitive. And, yeah, like you said, Grand Rogers 8-0, and but, uh, I mean, I guess the odds are in our favor, right? At some point in time, he's got to yeah. lose one. Why not this weekend? So, uh, you know, we, we know what he does. We know his capabilities. We, yeah, I mean, obviously we're very well aware, but I, I feel good in our club if we are focused and competitive in what we're trying to do and uh, to be able to have success. Success against that young man. So uh, again, you know, for us this weekend, I mean, this week in, in general, is just getting back to what we are. Uh, again, sometimes you know, with with social media and uh, all the different outside entities, you know, you're talking about 18 to 22, 23 year old men. Uh, they 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 tend to let that influence uh, what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to react and how they're supposed to think and. Uh, it, it's a real thing, man. I mean, obviously, that's why there's so much, I think, stuff with TikTok and Twitter and everything else. We talk about all this, you know, more political things, abandoning the stuff. But it, it definitely influences the way they think. And uh, they've got to remind themselves of, of who they are and what they are and not be told what to be. 
Uh, they've got to do a good job of, of understanding why they were brought in this program, uh, why they were brought, you know, in, into a situation like this, and, and why the good Lord challenges us in this situation. I, I tell them all the time, amen, the good Lord only challenges the ones that he knows that he can challenge to be successful in the back end. So uh, accept the challenge and, and, and now live up to it, right? Live up to it and be better for it because uh, it only makes you stronger in the end. So, you know, again, it'll be a good week to be able to do that. Uh, we also with McNeese and, and, and Lafayette talking about good in-state rivalry stuff. That, yeah, you know, a lot of western part of yeah, Louisiana coming in here. That's it. It's always always good when we get a chance to play both both clubs and, uh, you know, obviously a lot of familiarity between the guys. They know a lot of guys on their team. They've played together or played against each other pretty much their entire lives. And uh, So, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be awesome to be able to get back out there and do it against these clubs uh, so we can rock and roll and, and get this thing back righted. Saturday's Alumni Day. So yep. 5 o'clock, uh, the festivities will begin. Uh, we hope that if you're alumni of Southeastern Baseball, you can come on out. It's Alumni Day there on Saturday. Hope to honor some of those uh, those former players here at Southeastern. Well, Matt, uh, again, just a couple of minutes left before we say goodbye here. As um, you know, I know that you know just knowing you for the, all these years now and knowing what kind of competitor you are, uh, this weekend wasn't going to sit well with you. And I know that you're going to spill that down to the team yep. and, and hopefully get this thing back on track this week again with four games all at home uh, against some good clubs and ULF yet and McNeese. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, did I have any expectation of being in this situation? Nope, sure didn't. Uh, you know, obviously I expected things to be a lot different right now. But, uh, again, it, it is what it is. It's the hand you've been dealt. So now you've you've got to do a good job of playing at hand and – uh, like I told them the other day, if they have any expectation of me giving up or quitting on them, uh, they, they're out there, you know what, mind. Uh, they've got to do a good job understanding that, and they've got to have that same mindset and that same mentality. Uh, I, I, it, we've done too much. We've worked too hard. Uh, we, we, we've built too much around this program foundational-wise of what we are core-wise to, to give into a situation like this. And, again, hey, man, 14 days ago, uh, we were one of the better teams in the country, you know, one of the best teams in the country. Now, 14 days later, we're not. We're one of the worst teams in the country. So what's changed? Uh, and it's simply the makeup. It's simply the way we're, we're handling the adversity and the challenges that we're being, uh, you know, being forced upon us. So uh, we got to handle it different. Obviously, we got to change some things up. we got to think differently. we got to make sure that we're prepared um, mentally and physically for the situations to come. And so uh, I think if we do a better job of that, then obviously the results will start to change and the mojo starts to change and just kind of everything starts to get back to where you know where it's supposed to be and and what those expectations we live up to those expectations and uh again man it's a it's a long year there, there's ups and downs in every in every year uh where you're really you know you're, you're playing well and everything goes your way and every bounce and call goes your way and then you've got other parts of the season that you know it, it's obviously the exact opposite but it's how quickly you can get yourself out of that we talk about slumping all the time, right? Just as far as how to get yourself out of a slump offensively, or you know, even as a as a as a pitcher, you know, hey man, uh, the next best thing is to do is just get right back out there and go compete again, and, and you'll get yourself out of there quickly. But you got to be able to handle that moment and have that same confidence. So uh, again, we're in the same same position where I mean, we're slumping as a team. Uh, how quickly can we get out of it? And what can we do to help ourselves get out of it? And again, I'm just going back to that that mindset, that mentality. This is why. You know, there's some guys we pass on in the recruiting process. Um, hey, man, they're talented. They're really good players. And 
uh, they can have success in this program, and uh, but it's not in the moments that we need them to have success. It's only when it's going well and or when they're going well, uh, they can't handle the challenges of something like this. And so these are the reason these guys are here is because for this moment right now, uh, this moment that we're, we're presented with to be able to go out there and uh, overcome the situation and, and be better for it, be stronger for it. So there at the end, we're playing our best baseball and we get this thing back on track and be where we're supposed to be. All right, there you have it. We hope to see you at the ballpark again this week as Southeastern opens up a nine-game home streak uh, this week, Wednesday night against UL Lafayette, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against McNeese. That's going to do it for us. For Coach Matt Reiser, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time here at K Street Seafood Station on Southeast on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.